What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's champion, Mick Aldis, and you're listening to Behind the Gorilla. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? We're back. We're not. We're not dead or gone or anything. We Woo! we are back, and we're recording an episode first time in two months, and uh, it's going to be interesting. We've officially. I I think we can officially say we are one of, if not the worst, wrestling podcast now, because we took what was a great formula, very evergreen topics, mm. dumb stuff, mm. got mm-hmm. real lazy over the past year and a half, yep. and uh, yep. don't do that anymore. And then we're just talking about current wrestling like everyone else does. Right. And now, at least I don't even watch anymore. So now it's really worthless. But, um, uh-huh. you know, here we are. We're plugging through regardless because we got to talk about it because Harris went to double or nothing back for like a week and a half or I guess a week from when we're recording this. And uh, so, of course, we had to do an episode where he talks about his, his trip to Vegas watching AEW. And um, that's really the only reason we're doing this, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I like. I'm I'm excited about some stuff happening in pro wrestling right now. I know you kind of dropped out, which is fine, but I'm excited to see what happens this summer. I really am. But yeah, also I went to Las Vegas and I watched the show live in the flesh, so had to report back on that. <laughs> and that was uh, how many AEW uh, events have you gone to now? Uh, two. Oh, so, so the this one, was just the second one. The one last December, there was a dynamite taping. Yeah, it was literally on my birthday at at the Gwinnett Arena. Gotcha. With, gotcha. And um, and then this one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So you. Officially... Oh no 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 no! Wait, I went to the one in Jacksonville. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. what I. That's what I that thought. That was the first big post COVID thing. I completely. Whoops. Because you went to I Double rem- or Nothing. This is the second Double or Nothing you've been to. Was it Double or Nothing? I, I guess it was. it was. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even. It. It didn't even feel like the same event because everything was so different last year. Yeah. Because it was just at Daly's place. Yeah. Which was interesting, but. I mean, you know, Jacksonville, Las Vegas, <laughs> Jacksonville, anywhere, if we're being honest. Oh, man, I hate that city. Jacksonville is, is is the worst major city in the country. I was going to say it, it might be the worst city in the United States. I'm I hard think, pressed I to think, think of is. one like it, anything that, you know, for how in the world do they have a sports team? Shout out to, to the cons. What? Oh, man. Like, easily the worst city in America big enough to have a major sports franchise, right? Yes, yes. I, I hate Jacksonville. It's it's the, it's the I mean, and there's there's plenty of cities that are very poorly laid out. Yeah. None are as bad as Jacksonville. It's like you one know, of the biggest landmass cities in the entire country, like maybe next to L.A. <laughs> like, it's a huge city. What a horrible horrible like bastard twin of los angeles in the same spot on the other side of the i country. could be wrong but it's got to be one of them like because landmass wise jacksonville's huge that's great talk about your just complete 180 and you can't get around it it feels oh, like you're man. sandwiched and it's huge it makes no sense no I, sense so two things two more things and then we'll continue with the actual show so one i do respect the cons in aew for giving me a somewhat like 
I think favorably of Daly's place and the Jaguars now because I'm like, oh yeah, Tony Khan, AEW, all right, cool, mm-hmm. I like them. But like, even when like when we when we went to that show, that was the first big like post COVID post COVID thing I'd done, yeah. and it was a big show, full crowd, full capacity, a lot of fun. And like Daly's place is really neat down there on the river by the stadium, and there's nothing else. Like we walked a mile and a half back from there to our hotel through downtown Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. No. And I was like, man, this place is a dump. But two, the other thing that I do like about Jacksonville as as a branding thing is the Georgia-Florida game being played there every year Mm -hmm. has like a real Mad Max feel to it. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like it because it feels like, yeah, we're going to get together in this boiler room and beat the crap out of one another. (laughs) Like that's – like it wouldn't work if it was a glamorous spot. No. It it wouldn't work the same way, I should say, if it was like in Atlanta. That's not – that. that's a proper stage. This is like a – this is like a backyard fight. No, and Atlanta is for the SEC championship game, right, something it, that matters. And right, <laughs> the world's prestige. largest out there, out, out, outdoor cocktail party is in the backwoods water of North Florida in the worst place yes. in the country. It really is. So like they tore it all down, but it really is just like a big country fairground. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yes, it is. We <laughs> have a bunch of drunk rednecks yeah, get together and hate one another every that's year. It. I love college football so much, man. I can't wait for that to come back. Oh, Woo! man. Anyway, so uh, enough with our hate on Jacksonville podcast, which mm. I think mm. is still completely warranted. Um, Agreed. Uh, all right. So we're talking about wrestling, though. And I guess we might as well just go. We just got to start with Double or Nothing because that's where everything really begins. Um, you know, it's a, we're a little late at the time, but it's fine because we have a firsthand opinion and yeah, a we- firsthand experience of it. So Harris, I guess, I, I guess I don't even know if you can <laughs> properly separate it, but there's the show and then there's you at the show, yeah. two very different things and go yeah. ahead and I guess you can just, you know, either one you want to start with or combine mm-hmm. them or however. I'll try to combine as much as I can. I mean, it'll really just be me relaying my own experience with it. Oh, yeah, because to be – I have watched not one thing except – I've watched one move of the entire pay-per-view. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay. Well, that's – I'll do my best. (laughs) I know know which move you're talking about too actually because we talked about this. Oh, no. It's not a a good move, folks. Now, I've heard about it and I have like the stuff pulled up. Like I have all the results and everything. Yeah, no, I do too. uh, Okay, just for me, from someone who didn't watch a show and just kind of hearing about stuff and kind of hearing about stuff for not just the AEW marks that are everyone on Twitter, um, it seemed like a pretty mid-show. I... I would say slightly above mid. So here's the thing. There's I could give what I think is an objective grade and then sure. I could give like I had a blast. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I know right, right. it was awesome yeah. like to be there for sure. So it's, it's not – OK. So I did the same thing with the same friend four years ago. Me and my buddy Jake, that was when we went to Brooklyn for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But basically the same idea, you know, like bro trip, like he was super into wrestling when I was getting back into wrestling. So just it, we've known each other for years. It's just a fun like we used to go to NXT shows in Florida together. So same vibe. And it's like, you know, just kind of a the vacation weekend. And, you know, that mentality just elevates the whole mindset. But yes. for both shows, I think like SummerSlam that year, that was the year that – um Roman cashed in and won the title, I believe, or won the title, and then 
Braun Strowman did not cash in, and me and my friend were the only two Roman fans there, and we lost our minds. Like, <laughs> both that show and this show, if I were watching them on TV, I'd be like, okay, that was pretty good, but there's a couple dumb things that happened in there. But they're the kind of dumb thing that you want to see when you're there live and want to have a good time, so I was fine with it. You know what I yeah. mean? So I would say – I think I would rate objectively this show a little better mm-hmm. than that SummerSlam I went to just because like there's a couple matches and moments in here that I think I'll really look back on and remember as like pivotal, great, you know, AEW moments. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember from that SummerSlam is Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah. So I would say it's a little better than mid, but obviously I'm, I'm biased. I had a great time with most of this. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's a fair fair assessment so uh i guess where do you want to start well i can just let's just kind of go through the card because i'll have more to say about some things than others okay Uh, well then we'll do it like i'll i'll go through the card and then you can be the one to talk about it okay so uh were you there for the pre-show match i was uh hookhausen yeah and perfect pre-show match perfect opener perfect fun tag team match it's, mm-hmm. it's the perfect i would love to see these two ride for a while and then inevitably break up and feud they sort of remind me of like it's it's almost how i felt about sammy guevara and like M, mjf four no. years ago in you know AW what it is starting. what it's like kane and brian danielson a little bit yeah a little bit Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, well, not in, ter- in terms of their dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of where I think they're going to go, and I'm like, oh, you can have one be the top babyface and one be the top heel, and they can be like Rock and Austin and just fight forever. Gotcha. That's oh, what, sure. That's what these two guys feel like. Mm-hmm. It really does. It feels like you're looking at like a proto-Roman Reigns and a proto-Undertaker or a proto-Sting, just in terms of face paint, colorful character, you know shenanigans i I love it i think it's a ton of fun i can't wait to see where they go next i love the like goth kid jock kid dynamic too that's a lot of fun (laughs) it's it's just perfect i'm a huge fan let's see what else we got going forward yeah yeah i think that's fair uh wardlow mjf kicked off the show the drama mark i know drama oh i'm well aware oh man this was i gotta tell you when you know there's a chance that like you could look up from the Popeyes you're eating in Las Vegas and see MJF like across the table from you, just giving you the finger or whatever, <laughs> it makes stories like this so much more delightful. Cause as we're flying into Vegas, I'm reading these. No, I mean, it was the next day in Vegas. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading these reports like, Oh shoot. Okay. We got a like contract dispute with MJF and you know, I'm catching my friend up on all the storylines anyway, but I'm like, you know, it's, pro- it's probably a work, but like, you know, maybe it's not. And that's fun. And like the, the probably it's a work part of your brain gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you're like, no, dude, <laughs> you're going to see the next Montreal screw job right here in Las Vegas. It's going to be crazy. It's just way more. It's fun to believe, dude. That's wrestling. You want to believe I want to be worked. So that, that uh, everyone that's this is Harrison in a nutshell. Woo. Harrison, in a nutshell, is in a perpetual state of, look, I know this is all wrong, but I'm going to convince myself it's not because it's more fun that way. And it's you know what? It's a great way to live. That is a, that is a great way, and I wish I was less cynical. Oh, dear. Well, you know, it's it was For me, the fun. whole time I'm sitting here because I, uh, I was hanging out with some of my uh, other friends who, who watch wrestling uh-huh. that Saturday night. We were hanging out before we went to the bars, and – 
that was right when all of that stuff was breaking like like that saturday night and so we're like reading all these tweets about it and never for one second am i like this is real (laughs) it just amazed me how much people I don't know. I don't believe anything in wrestling is real. I just don't because 99% of the time it's not. And Mm -hmm. it's just funny how easily people are manipulated. Now I'm not saying everything isn't real. I'm not saying there's not some element of whatever, but overall it's, you know, it's not, it's a work overall, whether you want to say work shoot or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's still wrestling. If he's out there, it's a work like just, you know, it's just if he's out there in the ring, it's a work, period. It just okay, is. Okay, Well, so at this point, though, like before that. But yeah, but yeah, at this point, they're like, the oh, MJF's leaving. Like, he's flying mm-hmm. out, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, OK, well, they're going pretty far. That's 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 fun. But I'm still not like, oh, wow, this is it's like, no, it's MJF, guys. It's MJF. Like, you know, yeah, if there's anyone where who could be doing this. I mean, it's MJF. I think that's what like that's what pro wrestling is going to become. Like when you are working Twitter, that's what you know that that counts. And but that's, that's the problem is it's hap- it happens way. too often now. It happens all the time, which is a whole other issue with just AEW in a nutshell of them just overdoing everything. And this mm-hmm. is another aspect which we'll talk about later because I watched the MJF promo and stuff like that. Okay. Um. And it's just like, it's not that this is not well done. And I think it is. I think it is being pretty well done. And it depends on what happens, which has been the story of AEW the past couple of years, like year and a half. (laughs) I'm like, oh, this is good. And then they ruined it, you know, that type of thing. So Uh we'll see. But they do. They they're a very try hard company. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so apparent and it's one of That's it's one of my many issues it. again i have many issues with AEW. It. there's it's it, it, it it's so true like mjf is right everything he said was right yes every single yes! thing he said is true tony khan is a mark he's not a wrestling promoter he sucks he's inc- <laughs> he's completely incompetent he has no idea what he's doing he does not know how to run a wrestling company and he's just an internet wrestling mark and that's why they all like it because they're all they're all equally yeah. retarded. And it's just like they're so tryhardy. Tony Khan is this coked up little kid who loves this thing and is like, this is amazing. and I'm going to make it amazing. And this is great. And I'm going to work. Oh, uh, this wasn't working. All right. We need to make him believe. So it'll be a big shoot work. And it's just like you're so pathetic. Like you're just so pathetic that even like with this angle, where I'm like, OK, this seems to be this is. This, this has promise for the first time in a while. I see something where I'm like, this is promising. This could be good. This is interesting. You have a guy who can pull this off if he's allowed to. And, you know, we'll see. But every single thing MJF said, regardless of a work or a shoot, is true. Okay, so I was going to save this for when we got to Dynamite sequentially, but I think this have, this is going to be such a long review anyway. We're just going to just kind of go through double or nothing and give our general thoughts yeah. on the state of things. Um, I think this is the best work of MJF's career right now. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about the booking, this dude is crushing it. Yes. Everything from like starting the show, like the proper show, with his music – and him waiting like a full 60 seconds before he emerges mm-hmm. just to, because if you're me and you're like, I want to believe what's happening, the longer it goes, the more you're like, no way. 
Mm-hmm. No way. And the greater that anticipation goes, perfect touch. And then as the match goes on and he keeps taking punishment and I keep thinking, okay, well, at some point, like one of two things is happening, right? Either Wardlow is really running up the score here so that MJF can like cheat and get mm-hmm. a cheap win somehow and like weasel out of it. Or yep. they're putting him in the ground and it's just going to be a completely one-sided squash. And the longer it went on, the more I was like, oh, no, they're going to have MJF steal a win. Mm-hmm. And when he finally got pinned, I was legitimately like, okay, we might have seen something there. Yep. Which is a great – like that's what I want. I want you to you – know, at that point, they knew MJF was going to come out and do something crazy the next Wednesday. They knew he wasn't going to be fired. But I didn't know that. I got worked, and that's what's you know that's what's fun. I think they did a great job. And then I agree. Wednesday night, dude. I like that feel like you know what it is, right? You you know, okay, they're gonna do an angle with this. This is not unplanned and unprompted, right? You understand that. But it's still, man. It it felt iconic. It felt like a cannon shot. It felt like an Austin three sixteen like pipe bomb mm-hmm. level character defining moment and here's the thing and we'll get to this a little bit more with some other matches right now i'm really excited to kind of root for mjf because you and i are on this dude we hit this turn like two months ago the last time we recorded we're like look tony khan i'm not as down on him as you are he is the purest equivalent of like indie nerd pro wrestling booking Mm -hmm. just like vince mcmahon is the purest equivalent of the wwe sports entertainment booking yep and both of them are like have good things to them and bad things to them and both of them are like the purest examples of what they could be which is why tony khan runs his show like a hyperactive 14 year old yep but you and I called this. We we're like MJF has been buried in every like he can't win feuds. Mm-hmm. He's consistently the most watchable feud on the show. Yep. What 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 are we doing? And now he's lost to Punk, clean as a whistle, and now he's going to go lose to Wardlow. Mm-hmm. What are we doing with him? I don't know if they can pull this off and I don't think Tony Khan will want to pull this off, but they could if they were just a little bit clever turn this into the 2020s, like Austin and Vince McMahon, Daniel Bryan and the Authority. If you can do that, you could double turn him with somebody mm-hmm. and make it about MJF. You know what I mean? Like he could, he's good enough to do that right now. Yes, people are like he could be, a, he can be a baby face. Like he's good enough yeah. to do both for and sure. Right now, people are kind of behind him now because you're like people like us are starting to say, wait a minute, come on, he's so. We're good. not starting, Harris. We've been saying this from the start. Right. But like, you know, like we're the groundswell. That's what I'm saying. But other people are starting to look at him and say, like, wait a minute, this guy's really good. He's consistently good. Why? Why is he always taking the L? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing here? And why is he getting paid what he got paid when the company started, when he's been the most consistently elite performer here? Yes. Yes. All of it makes sense. And you're right. And I said this on Twitter through the behind the gorilla account. Follow us behind underscore gorilla. Every word of what he said is true. And he's – this is why he's so good, dude, because some people are – like he knows that smart Mark Worm is starting to turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, OK, I hear some of you are applauding me right now, and that's super interesting because you guys weren't – you know. And he, and he does the heel thing where he blames the crowd, but it makes perfect sense because you can tell, oh, no, even if we start to cheer for this guy, he's just going to resent us even more. But that's yeah. such a great dynamic to have. And I would like for them to lean into it a little bit and like 
let him keep raging against the machine and like give us something fun, you know? I and there's a lot of potential out there now. I mean, I we'll we'll get to it when we get to the main event, but uh they have the potential to do something really special that they might not have otherwise. So Yeah. No, I'm I, it, I I'm into this. Totally agree. Totally agree. It was uh it was great listening to MJF talk about all everything that makes AEW mm. shit. Mm. it was it was a lot of fun i enjoyed that promo i watched it i watched it i've watched it a couple times and i'm just like this this is this is nice let's call them out for all of this stuff let's call out Mm. these terrible wrestlers who are wrestling Mm. in with the worst style possible that downplay the impact of everything they do and it's just like yeah it was it was great it was it, it, it was great to see because it's so true. And he's talking about he's like, I don't have to do all this fluff nonsense. Yes, that was it. That I'm was wrestling. It. And it's like, says, yes, I can he's make doing, you feel something right, without having to do, resort to all this BS. Yes. And you're like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Here's exactly. the thing, man. Here's the thing. The only other person. Well, I, I don't know. Well, never mind. OK, and, uh, never mind. Forget the point I was going to make there. But this really <laughs> did like I can't maybe in time I'll feel like I'm exaggerating this, but in the moment this feels like, like an attitude era Monday night wars level of significant great moment. Like mm-hmm. I said, it feels like an Austin three sixteen. It feels like a outsiders debut. Like it feels like, Oh, this is great. Like mm-hmm. this is genuinely my favorite thing in wrestling right now. And I can't wait to see what they do with this character next week. That's, yep. and here's the thing, all that aside for a second, because a lot of that is, you know, the intersection with reality and MJF being frustrated with the product and we're frustrated with the product, you know, and you see all that, but in kayfabe for a second, Wardlow looks like a complete rock star. Like yeah. the build, not just to further our point about MJF, the build to this match was the best thing in the company for like the, the months leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Were you following that at all? Did you see? Uh, any of very, this, of this I mean, vaguely, I, it's I mean, been, it's been too long. That's the thing uh, that was, yeah, like it's been going on. I didn't realize it was still happening. Like I was yeah. like, I thought this was basically kind of done like five months ago. So it was like, I, that's my only issue yeah. with, I guess that is I, just, it went on too long, but I know it's been good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm fortunate in that regard that I never really realized it was happening the first, like early on. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I mean, I was out of, I, I missed a lot of wrestling during tax season and stuff, but when I got back into it, kind of trying to catch up in the month before double or nothing, I remember like the first time I saw what they were doing with them, I said, Oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it legitimately was like the feud of this show for me because what like the, the general premise, right. Is like, okay, Wardlow is not like on friendly professional terms with MJF anymore, but he doesn't have a contract with AEW. He's not a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He has a contract for MJF. Right. And MJF refuses to let him out of it. And he basically becomes like a gladiator. Mm-hmm. And like he forces him to come out and wrestle more and more ridiculously contrived matches every week. And it gradually like ratchets up the tension, you know, yep. and you want to see him bust out. And it felt like, again, just talking about like seminal moments in AEW history when we look back on this. This feels like a Batista level, like babyface story and moment. That's what everyone's been saying. That's the that's the it, general comparison. Yeah, yeah. And it's and here's the thing. Usually, when stuff like that happens, you're like, oh well, like Ryback, right? When he had mm-hmm. his run, people were like, oh well, this is obviously a Goldberg. 
and it's kind of fun, but it also feels second rate too because it's such a close imitation. Yeah, this isn't like that. This is right. like it's like you know like what George Lucas says about Star Wars. It's like poetry. It rhymes. You can see what they're doing, but it's it's different enough that you're willing to be led along and to buy into it and really love the story. So like the entrance, he's he's led to the ring by security. And people chant Wardlow now in the same cadence as like Goldberg. Yeah. But this isn't like, ooh, security because he's he's big and badass. This is security because like he will probably try to escape because he does not want to be in this match. Yeah. He's literally like a caged animal that they bring to the ring and uncage. And that is such a cool dynamic. Yeah. And, and then to go over as strongly as he went over, MJF drama aside, you're like, okay, in. When they said like, they do this a lot. They're like, so-and-so is all elite. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. This one really felt like it meant something. Like it was really special and it felt like the culmination of a moment. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, from both sides, I think this match is great and I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think Wardlow's done good stuff. I think he's entertaining. He's got a lot of charisma and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed him for the past several years. Again, like he was going to wrestle Cody in the cage in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I'm 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 all in with that. That's great. I think that's okay. Been, I think everything with that angle ended up actually going over well, even though it was MJF losing again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, agreed. And the MJF losing actually works this time because right. it furthers into his drama, which, you know, whether that's how they booked it three months ago or not, who cares? But mm-hmm. OK, last thing I will say about this, and this probably doesn't even matter to anyone else. I just really liked it. Wardlow, even though he is evoking Goldberg in certain ways, is very much not undefeated. Like he's lost. He's been the monster who has lost before. And that's why this turn is so perfect because you know he is human, even if he doesn't look like it. And he's he's been on such a tear lately. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't feel like this artificially propped up monster. It feels like this phenom who is just now hitting his stride. And that's way more realistic. I don't know, way more engaging. But like. As he was walking to the ring, I'm rewatching the show now, and they showed his record. And from where I was across the room, it looked like it was 50 and 0. And I was like, okay, come on. What is that? Like, that's a little on the nose, and it's definitely not true. And then I looked, and he's 50 and 8. And I was like, that's such a better babyface record. Mm-hmm. For, you know, like, I just, I love that. A little bit of vulnerability goes a long way. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is this and the main event are probably the two things I'll have the most to say. So that's fair. this won't be a four-hour episode. Don't worry. Okay, that's good. Uh, all right, uh, Hardys versus the uh, fake Hardys. How was that? Yeah. Why on earth? Listen, this is an established Young Bucks hater podcast. All yes, right, it like is. Cornette number one and us number two. Yep. Why on earth do you have fifty-seven-year-old? busted hardy brothers winning this match instead of what are supposed to be like your aces in the hole like the best tag team on the planet because this show is booked by a cocaine addict mark uh-huh. that's uh-huh. why uh-huh. and 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 uh-huh. that includes the young bucks also but aren't the aren't the bucks marks for themselves like i would expect that to win out no that's the problem speaking. they're they're really not not when it mm-hmm. comes to people like this they're not mm-hmm. that's why like honestly that is why it's just to make a good crowd moment or whatever at a pay-per-view. I, I guess, but here, well, here's the thing. AEW has not adhered to that type of logic in years. Well, 
that's I don't I don't have too many other thoughts. I mean, it wasn't. This was pretty slow. Jeff was like out of sync. I don't know if he was hurt or like concussed or something. Mm-hmm. He was out of sync for a long portion of this match. It was not nearly as crazy as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I specifically like me and my buddy had gotten to our seats and I had wanted to see MJF probably more than anything other than the main event. So yeah. I had to stay for that. As soon as that finished, I really wanted to go get something to eat and see about getting a T-shirt. <laughs> but I thought, no, come on. Like the Hardys and the Young Bucks, that's such a generational, you yeah. know. I mean, like yeah, Jeff Hardy is my favorite Hogan. wrestler and has been for a long, long time. And I've consistently yeah. not watched wherever he's been whenever he's been there. It's very frustrating. Like he yeah. was with WWE for so long while I was watching AEW. And then as soon as I quit watching AEW, then he goes there. And I'm like, gosh, good gosh, I, I, yeah. I never get to watch this guy. Yeah, that to me, it felt I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like a rock, you know, Hogan level, like cross generational matchup. And it didn't feel like that big of a deal. And also the older breaking down team went over and the match wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. Um, That's and I'm annoyed because I stayed for that and was in line instead when the Jade Cargill match happened, because that was like the one squash that I wanted to see live and in person. And I missed that. Why? So. Jade Cargill, she's got she's got this aura about her, man. I just I wanted to see I that. I just in don't. Person. She just eh, she's just so bad. It's hard to it's just hard to watch. She's got a great presence and everything, but she's so terrible. It's just really hard to watch her being put in these big things, and then she yeah. just sucks. I mean, but to me, it's like it's the secondary women's title. Like it True. might as well just be like a mini Goldberg strip. Like whatever, just let it. I enjoy the steamroller kind of character she's got going. And- yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. I mean, if she if she can get better, that would be great. Because if she was like a crack shot in the ring, she'd be like one of the best things on the planet. But, yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, so it's I'm fine with it for right now. I don't really care. Like I was not like, oh, maybe Anna Jay will get the win. Like no, but I didn't get to see the match anyway because I was I was in line. So yeah, know, Brun- Brunswick's own. Brunswick's own. Oh, how funny is that? That's such a weird place for a wrestler to be it's from. It's such a terrible place just in reality, too. It's, My yeah, aunt and uncle lived there for a long time, or, or real close to it, and it's uh, it's it's not it's not the greatest. Um, no. Let's just say, please don't judge the state of Georgia based on Brunswick. You know, how, you know how in every town or every locality there's a good side of the tracks and there's a bad side of the tracks? Mm-hmm. You have St. Simon's Island and Jekyll Island. Yeah. And then you have Brunswick. Brunswick. <laughs> it's not train yeah. tracks. It's just a river or whatever. Yeah. The Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's how that that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she should fight a girl from St. Simon's. That'd be great. Oh, I'd be in. Go. But we'd be the only people who'd care. But boy, I would it, care. Yeah, I'm sell it. It'll sell great in Statesboro. Oh, it man. Will, what a great yeah. idea. Oh, that, that's all I want to see now. We're just turning into a just Georgia wrestling podcast. We just Yes, dude. That would – honestly, if I had the time to follow it all, that would be a tremendous amount of fun. I miss it. I miss going to those some of those local uh, wrestling if shows. I, I tell fun. you what. If I win the lottery, I'll do that. I'll quit my job and I'll travel Georgia as like this wandering <laughs> – like the Oh, Dave screw Meltzer that. Buy, buy a territory. Run oh, your yeah, own I'm Georgia gonna, wrestling I'm gonna company. Have a prom- I'm going to have a promotion too, dude. That's the key. I'm yeah. going to get this reputation – as like the Dave Meltzer of Georgia mm-hmm. wrestling you're or whatever. Be, you're going to be selling out all the elementary school gyms in the whole yeah. South Georgia area. Yeah, be I awesome. think I might call it Atlanta Championship Entertainment because then your initials are ace, and that's pretty cool. 
Uh, I've don't call it Atlanta. That. Don't call it Atlanta. It needs to be based like in South Georgia, not in Atlanta. Ooh, ooh, that's not a bad call. Hmm. Augusta, Augusta's gross. I don't want to be headquartered. Yeah, you in don't want to be in Augusta. No. I'll think it through. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with another fun one. But yeah, no, I've planned this out, dude. But it once needs to I be do like that, Valdosta. Ooh, ooh, that's a cool one. Yeah. Imagine our big WrestleMania event in that football stadium. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, man, we're just going to do a whole podcast fantasy booking if we ran a territory in southern Georgia. Heck yes, dude. Dude, I have WWE 2K. I got it. It's pretty fun. I need to just build that out. Oh, that'd be awesome. The creative suite is, I mean, like you can, I'm never going to play the career mode in that game, but I love just tinkering with rosters and like telling my own stories. So (laughs) yeah, I'll just make one up from scratch. Why not? Uh, That was a fun tangent. Um. Yeah. See, all I know, all it took was just Anna J wrestling. And there's our there's mm-hmm. our South Georgia tangent. Um Okay, so anyway, that was uh, that was what it was. Mm. Um uh Death Triangle versus House of Black. So there was about 47 tag team matches on this pay-per-view. So Yeah. Uh, apparently this was a pretty good match. Yeah, this was a banger. Uh House of Black I feel like I can finally start to care about them because I feel like they're getting some momentum. Like for a long time, it was, ooh, jump out and spook ya. And then it, it was like they were on a storyline. Yeah. And then Tony Khan was like, wait, we have how many weeks until the pay-per-view? Yikes. And it Every crawls. pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view AEW's run that way, which is there's one no of my pacing. main issues. There's, there's no sense of pacing at they all. They have four big shows. You have months mm. to build out your storylines. Mm. And they decide to throw it together in the last mm. two weeks. Every single time. Yep. Anyway, that's another. If you forget all of that, if you forget all of that, well, there's some feuds which we'll get to as the show goes on that they just don't have time for at all. But yeah, like this, if you if you forget all that and you just start with the pay per view, which is almost what I did because I haven't been like watching the House of Black segments every week (laughs) while I'm catching up. Because here's it's gonna Malachi Black. He's gonna say something spooky. He Mm -hmm. might kick you in the head. That's that's it. It's cool, but like whatever. But if you just start with this match, like this was great. It was a banger of a match. Buddy Matthews, dude's a future stud. That dude is very good. We knew that when he was in WWE, but I don't care about him at all. He does nothing for me. I think he's pretty cool. Um, the right team won, like the ascendant team, and they did it by finally pulling the trigger on the Julia Hart turn that we talked about like six months ago. Oh, that's good. They did it. That's what they. So people were making fun of them for this. Pack had Malachi Black. First of all incredible finishing sequence tons of fun when i say that like in 10 15 20 years when people are looking back on aew they're going to remember like key great moments in this show Mm -hmm. this is one of them at the end of the match the house of black is incapacitated except for malachi black he's standing alone in the middle of the ring surrounded by pack penta oscuro and ray phoenix wait a minute wait penta what Oscuro, he's like Spooky Penta El Cerro Miero. Why does he it's, keep changing his name? I figure it's, it's a Lucha Jr. thing. Junior. Like, I figured it was a Lucha thing, man. I don't know. It's Pentagon Jr. That's his name, and he's changed it now like four times. It's he's the Spookums version. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, but he's Malachi Black is surrounded by all of them. And he's you know he's he's a bad guy. He's a spooky bad guy, but he's not a chickenish heel. Yeah. So he says, "All right, come on, come on." And he's like it, – it's it's not quite like Emperor Palpatine in episode three fighting all the Jedi, but it is like <laughs> there is a scrap, and he's able to elude them, and he hits his finisher on Penta and on Ray Phoenix. 
and is almost able to get it on Pack before Pack like finally takes advantage of their you know their numbers and gets them down. Mm-hmm. It, which it's just it's a great sequence. It's a great like cornered dog, you know, like he fight just scrap to the death, and he almost gets out of it. Yeah, and it makes him look like a million bucks, and it's just really brutal and really fun. Pack goes up to attempt his flippity do. What's it called? Black it Arrow. Was, that's right. I was going to say it was the Red Arrow at one point. It was it? Red yeah. Arrow. Yeah. But he goes up there to do that. The lights go out and they come back up and Julia Hart is standing right in front of him, like with her hands behind her back, both eyes blacked out, I think, and sprays the black mist in his face. And mm. he's like blinded and incapacitated and they beat him up in the house of black winds. And here's the thing. I, I missed this entire match live because I was buying these CM Punk shirts that were pretty sweet. <laughs> But I got back to – the line was super long. I had to go all the way to the bottom of the stadium. It was irritating. But I got back to my seat as the lights blacked out, and then I saw Julia Hart, and I was like, yes! <laughs> they did it! They did it! It wasn't great long-term storytelling, but the payoff was satisfying. And mm-hmm. now she's with the House of Black. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. So that that bit was fun, and then I, I finally watched the match itself today, and I saw that sequence at the end. And like I said, yeah, banger. Absolute nice. banger. I think this is – I don't know what they'll do next. I don't know if this will turn into another dumb like faction warfare summer like we had you know, a year or two ago. But I like it. I'm excited to see where we go from here. They're probably going to like sacrifice the Varsity Blondes on an altar at some point or something. That will be pretty fun. I, I'm down. That sounds fun. <laughs> That's what they're good for. I think Human what they sacrifices. Really, they should have. Black um, comes out with one of those big ornate black daggers and they just yeah. do the whole thing. Yeah. You have like Satan come down from the rafters. Yeah. You could have them as like an undead tag team after that. You know, it'd sure. be fun. Why not? Sure. That's um, a good way to change some up with the varsity blondes as well. They're zombies now. Why not? Yeah. There you go. So, um, yeah. That was that was good. That was a real good one. That was one of the really bright spots of the show. Um, nice. It's really sad that I, I never thought I would say this, but like Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe live in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was bad. It was it was fine. It was like a it was like a SmackDown match. Like that's what wow. it felt like. It didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, here's here's what it really is. Like it's it's unfortunate, but I'm just gonna say it. Like ten years ago, five star match, right? Yeah, they're just not those guys anymore. They're still good, sometimes very good, and like promos and psychology and all that. They're still great, but I don't think we're gonna see like NXT level matches out of them again. To be honest with you, yeah, which is a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, then. Apparently, another not so great match was Ruby and Britt Baker. So here's, yeah, I didn't care about this match. I was on Twitter during this, just catching up on everything I missed while I was in line. Um. <laughs> Why somebody pointed this out, and I'm glad they did. Why would you have them both come out? One question. One. I'm sorry. Why would you have them both come out wearing the the heart colors, wearing pink and black? Yeah. And then they both won. And like as soon as Adam Cole did it and won, and Britt Baker came out in pink, surely you're like, oh well, okay. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. why. Why would you do that? Either have have both participants wear like pink and black versions yeah. of their gear. That could be cool. Yeah, but when you only have it be one, and it's the real life couple, and they're the ones who win, you know, you're like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, why? Come on, it's just a little too kindergartnery. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when somebody else pointed this out, like, these are the two, like, two of the most over people on your card, like, over pushed, over recognized, 
around. You know who didn't win this? Who, you know who didn't need this win in the women's division? <laughs> uh, Britt Baker. Because yep. she's the only one that they've treated like a person the entire time she's been yep. in the company. Yep. Everybody, like, you know what I mean? Like, literally anyone else. Anyone else. But mm-hmm. uh, also, Ruby, you talk about just a worthless run that they've made a complete non factor yep. now. She's lost, yep. what, like five times? She's at least, she's lost two tournaments. Did she lose in the finals to Jade Cargill? No, yeah. Thunder Rosa did. Uh, no, no. no I oh, think Ruby Soho did. Thunder Rosa lost in the semifinals, I think. Okay. So I think, right. uh, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure she did lose in the finals to yeah. that too. She's lost everything she's done so far. Yeah. Everything, everything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter for it. it. They had a whole presentation. Wasn't really necessary, but again, whatever. I was, I was on my phone. Uh, um, okay. Uh, real quick. Why does Samoa yeah. Joe have a belt? It's the, <laughs> cause everyone on AEW television has to have a belt mark. It makes I, the product I, better. I, I, no, I'm well aware. I, I just, I don't <laughs> know what it is. It is the ring of honor television championship gotcha okay which is a heck of a thing sure considering ring of honor does not have a television deal Mm -hmm. that's a pretty hilarious belt actually i like the idea of making that up and never defending it yeah you're for a defunct promotion i'm telling you we need to bring matt cardona needs to bring out the internet championship belt again mark this is what we're going to do in our in our valdosta wrestling entertainment or whatever Ooh, vc dub there it is nice yes dude all right sweet we trademark this Patent, patent. Um, oh man, that was really good. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. That is um, great. Oh yeah. Oh, we need to make a... we need to make up a mock logo, and yeah. then uh, I can add that to it. my uh, I can add that to my uh, podcast logo shirt. Dude, we're just gonna put it on pro wrestling tees and say it's a promotion. I don't think they care. <laughs> you know, like if it's a kayfabe promotion, uh, they won't. The care. problem is we have to have ten thousand followers. Okay, well, let's just think. Now it's good to have a goal. That's important. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's a requirement on for pro wrestling tees stuff. I could that's be wrong, fair. but at some point I remember looking it up, and I think that's that's fair. The case. Listen, that's fine. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, no, but here's what I was gonna say. We're gonna have a guy who is like that. We pick some old defunct promotion. Like I don't care. We have a guy who's like, no, I'm the AWA Television Champion. Mm-hmm. And he's got a belt and like he wears it around everywhere. And we're like, well, put it up, fight for it. And he's like, no, I only defend the W on AWA television. And we're like, you haven't had a contract since 1993. And he's like, that's right. I've been champ for 40 years. Gold. I, I love it. I Absolute love that gold. so much. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's basically man. what Samoa Joe's doing. It's the same thing right now. Um, believe it or not. Acquiring Ring of Honor, Tony Khan hasn't really like factored that into his plans at all. He's just kind of smashed it into his current product and expected us to care. I've without been saying this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get on another one. We can just move <laughs> right on. Okay. Okay. So this one, this next match, this big uh, sports entertainment schmozzle, I'll, right. I'll say it. I'll call it that. This is Harris's favorite yeah. match of the show by far. There's no way it couldn't be. It wasn't my favorite match of the show, but guess what, buddy? I had a great time. This was a fun match. This, this was, was a match made for Harris if there ever was one. Here's the thing, man. Dan Lambert turned face in my eyes when he kept that ridiculous feud with Jericho going, and Jericho thought he was doing something like edgy and cool, <laughs> and it was terrible. And yeah. Dan, Dan Lambert was just like, yeah, I'm like Bobby the Brain Heenan, but with MMA. Like, that's just what I'm going for. And you're like, okay, this is very fun. Um, 
I mentioned this before we started recording. You can't you can't bill a man who looks like that as the Spanish god and ever expect anyone to cheer for him, right? And you certainly can't do that. And then pair him with the woman whose entire gimmick is I'm a sexy, flexible, athletic Brazilian. Mm -hmm. And then have him make out every week and expect people to cheer for him. Now, the good news for AEW is, to their credit, they figured this out pretty quickly. Within like a week, they were like, oh, no, let's just steer into the skid here. And it got like more and more aggravating every week. And like that was clearly the point. So that was pretty fun. Anyway, I don't know what Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were doing coming up to this point, but I don't I don't care. Like they seem they at least seem like fun and, and funny and I'm I'm rooting for them. That's fine. We got Paige Van Zant out here. Okay, well yeah, I'm gonna root for her over Ty Conti at this point. I don't know if that's fair or not, but eh, yeah, sure. I definitely am. And then we've got Dan Lambert down there goofing around. So like yeah, I was super I was I like this team of improvised baby faces, which is basically what they are. There's a great like <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of Kurt Angle when he was like pretending to be a baby face in yeah. his early days, you know, yeah. like Olympic hero Kurt Angle. It kind of feels like that. It's the same sense of like general MMA, like all American corn fed dweebery. And they're might they're not like great heroic people, but paired up against these these three. Yeah, no, I was I was into it. Frankie Kazarian, dude, with a gun to my head, I could not pick him out of a police lineup. It's such a shame. That, that man deserves that man so much better. That man deserves so much better than he's gotten. My my favorite, the best thing he's ever done is somehow become known as the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian, despite never showing up on time and always get beaten mm -hmm. up by them. Yep, that was the funniest gimmick in wrestling. People were roasting him so hard. Mm -hmm. He was just he was the elite chaser, the elite finder. It, oh man yeah what are you frankie kazarian him and qt marshall need to be in the tag team together <laughs> that might be the meanest thing i've ever said that oh, was man. that was one of the mean he does not deserve that Oof, frankie okay. kazarian is fantastic okay. he was an a tna staple back in the yeah. day okay uh i like all right that's true that's true i just i missed all of his good work i yeah, think um did. I'm, I'm going to need to see Austin Vanderford in a cage match against Sammy Guevara at some point during this run. <laughs> That's really what I want. I want a page. I, Mark, Mark, hear me. I want to speak this into existence. I don't believe in manifesting things, but I want to try it. I want a page in a cage. I want Paige Van Zandt in a steel cage above the ring match sure. before the summer is out. Page in a cage. Come on, Tony Khan. <laughs> Hashtag page in a cage. Everybody tweet it. Tweet hashtag page in a cage. <laughs> 2022. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Why not? I'm oh, in. Man. I'm in. That's free, Tony. All right. Hang on just a second. I'll be right back. Okay. This Mark's getting his laundry or something. I'm looking at shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com right now, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a pink Bullet Club, like classic Bone Soldier logo. And it looks, it looks kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. But then there is Japanese writing in front of it, and I'm sure it just says Bullet Club or something. But I feel like an idiot buying a shirt, especially like a Japanese shirt, and not knowing what it says in case it says something dumb. But I don't read Japanese, and I don't know how to type Japanese. So I don't really know what this says. Again, it's probably Bullet Club. I should probably look those words up in Japanese. Hmm. I don't know. It's a cool look, though. I'm probably going to buy it at some point. 
What else I got on here? Pro Wrestling Tees logo merch is off. It's on sale. These are always these are clean designs. I always liked these. Oh man, maybe I'll get some of these. They're only twelve dollars. That's a good deal. Got a great one with a pineapple skull wearing sunglasses. I kind of want that one too. That one's rad. It's very colorful. There's a great one where the pro wrestling tees design looks like it was drawn by a child. And I think it was. It was drawn by like the boss's child. That's pretty cool. Oh, there's another fun, very cool summary looking one. I might get one of those. It's like a skull with palm trees and a wrestling ring. It's neato. More Halloween stuff at the bottom. I don't care about all that. I always thought it was funny how much like black edgy skull merch is on wrestling sites and promotions and factions. And it's, it's just cause pro wrestling fans, we know what we watch is inherently ridiculous and we, we want to take it super seriously. So we try to make it as edgy as possible in order to make sure that everybody knows how, how super duper serious and not fake this is. It's just very funny to me. Hmm. Okay, I hate that I didn't get a chance to rewatch this Anarchy in the Arena match before right now, but I guess I'll have to do it right now. Okay, well I'm I'm back. All right, sweet. Let's see. Where uh, also, we? uh, not to not to derail anything, uh, but I've had Dynamite on just because. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. and I had completely forgotten about this just absolutely abysmal Chris Jericho thing that's going on. What are they doing this week? I don't know. I don't know. I just I just forgot that this was a thing. Oh, the society. And I'm just like this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. I remember I remember when it first was started, whenever that was, and it's like what the what a waste of just like what a horrible idea with just a bunch of nobodies. Like, Chris Jericho realized that people weren't liking him as the rad dad babyface that he so wanted to be. And he said, well, people liked it when I was like the, the doofus heel in charge of a faction of other heels. So what if we did that again, but just less good and more annoying? And with, you know, people that don't matter. No right. offense with, to any of them. Like, no offense now, to 2.0. Like, Jack but, Swagger is the ringer of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Like you're not in good. Once again, the other three members of that group gunned to my head. I could not pick them out of a lineup. Wait, there's more than four? I only see four here. How many are, what? Maybe it is only Jericho, Hager, and then 2.0. 2.0, that's them. Is is Danny Garcia with them too, or is he split from 2.0? It says, no, wait, Daniel Garcia, Angelo Parker, and Matt Maynard. Yeah, the other two are 2.0, and then Daniel Garcia. So I guess he's with them. But I guess he wrestles on this dynamite. He wrestles Moxley, I think, so that's probably why he's not with them. Cannot make me care about Daniel Garcia yet. Haven't seen him do no, anything. No, I didn't care about 2.0 at any point, and they've been pushing to the moon ever since they showed up. I've never cared. And nothing against them. I got nothing against these guys. I'm sure they're great. They can clearly wrestle and stuff, but I just don't care. The tag and team booking in this company is not exactly stellar. You for know? the amount of talent and the amount of time they put into tag team matches, they don't book <laughs> them for crap. Like, they don't do anything to make you care. It's it's very it's like oh we got tag teams here tag team matches now a good tag team division it's like um there's a lot more to it than that Tony but we all mm-hmm. we all know you don't know that so mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's the extent yeah anyway I guess we'll talk about that more with the that when that match comes up 
Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Darby Allen, Kyle O'Reilly in a single match. Why are they wrestling? And what's why did this happen? Uh, um, somebody hurt Sting. Sting was injured oh, okay, and missed gotcha. the thing. I don't know if it, no reason for this to be on the pay per view. None. It was it was dynamite match. I, gotcha. And I think Kyle O'Reilly won. So okay. Yeah. Uh, so Darby thing, Allen, this, one of the only three people I care about yeah. in AEW, just continues yeah. to not well, be booked well. But it doesn't. It doesn't even feel real. It's such a pre-show match. Like yeah. with a with a feud and twenty minutes, this could be an incredible match. Sure. I mean, but they're both like, great. Why, like Kyle O'Reilly's great. Yeah. But don't give us this. Like this is nothing. I yeah. don't. Whatever. Um. I agree. Okay. So who cares? Um. Then. Uh, oh, uh, women's championship match. This one I actually do kind of want to watch. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. I bet I'm it'd be great. Thunder These guys have been great in all their matches so far. I'm glad Thunder Rosa won. I think it. I didn't think it was as great as it could have been. I think it was just okay. But I think some of that. Here's the thing: is just that there was no build. There was no television time. The go home segment for this feud was, and coming up next on Dynamite, we'll hear from Thunder Rosa. Like that was it. It yeah. wasn't. Again, it wasn't booked like they anything. won't build. They won't build their own pay per views. <laughs> Not this feud, certainly. Thunder Which Rosa is a shame. On, on Dynamite this week. Thunder Rosa was the only champion with no TV time. The, the rumor is she was pretty pissed <laughs> off about that. And I think that's more than fair. That's another wrestler they've just completely neglected. Even with her being champion, they've just completely yeah. neglected. It's a shame. She's the best woman wrestler in the company. <laughs> between wrestling ability and character and charisma. Now, is she the best promo? No, but she's fine. Like look though, she's not a bad promo. And then she has the charisma regardless. She's got the in-ring skills. She has the toughness fact. Like she's by far the most complete women wrestler you have in the company. And she's just even being champion. She's been a non-factor. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Give the women storylines, Tony. Come on now. Not a tournament. Give the right women storylines. Not Britt Baker every time. <laughs> uh, nothing against Britt Baker, but the poor thing is just so – the most overrated wrestler in the entire company with it's the little- amount of praise. And it's not her fault. Like she's good. I like Britt Baker fine. But the amount that she's been worshipped by everybody else is just, just not – it's just not – it doesn't work. It's not. It's not warranted. It is a little overplayed at this point. It I is. think is the most uh, most generous way to okay, put it. Okay, so now we have the complete, uh, just absolute non-factor garbage match. So uh, explain to me the Jericho crap society and Moxley Danielson, uh, uh, yep. Santana Ortiz and yep. Eddie in so, probably the most pointless thing AEW's ever done. Yeah, here's the thing. Like on a meta level, this could be really fun because what they're trying to do is like as as non-factory as they've been presented, Jericho and his idea of like, oh, well, I'm going to be as a heel, I'm going to be the sports entertainment, like obviously want to be WWE guy. I think that's fun and that's a fun dynamic to play with here in a way I think Jericho could do in a way that's interesting, if not Jericho and a bunch of people I don't care about who are less good. Um, and then they're in a feud with like some of the most pro wrestling, pro wrestling guys on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Santana Ortiz and Kingston. Like right. that could be a fun 
clash and a fun dynamic. But the reality is they hadn't really done too much to build it except just say, oh, look what a doofus Chris Jericho is. Don't you hate him? And I don't know anybody in his faction or care. Yeah. So it was hard. It was cool to see like Brian Danielson and John Moxley, but they spent a lot of time brawling through the crowd where they were hard to see. Um, and then and apparently then, like, Jericho won. What? I don't. I don't remember how it ended, dude. That's the thing because it didn't feel like oh, this is a big match and a payoff and a storyline. It just felt like it felt like they came brawling into the arena for a while. Some stuff happened in front of me, and then they went brawling out. It just felt like it was it was chaos. It was fun. But it wasn't like it's it's nothing I'm really gonna look. I I don't know. It's gonna be the kind of thing that like, I it was a fun car crash. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm I'm gonna look back on this is I guess one of them that I feel like people will look back on and be like, whoa, do you remember that one? Kind of in the way that we oh yeah, certain- compared to the one on Dynamite the week before and the week before yeah, right. and the week before yeah, like, and yeah. the last pay per view <laughs> and every single other week that they do the yeah. exact same match. Yeah, because I think there's there's a couple bigger names here, and like the contrast between the two teams on paper is still interesting enough. But how yeah, do you have right, this you... Jericho Appreciation Society beat the Badass Club? Well, who did they beat though? Which who did they? Who did he? Jericho. Submit? It says Jericho had Danielson trapped while Hager mm. choked him out. So I wonder if they rang the bell or if he tapped. Because I no, did. apparently they cho- like choked him out. I doubt he tapped. Okay. Nobody taps anymore. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that's I, whatever, dude. Like I, like I said, it didn't really feel like a match in terms of any sort of storyline or payoff. It was just a way to get everybody on the card. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is, I will, I will fully admit, this is probably the one match of the night that is better to watch on TV because you can really, you can keep track of everything that's happening mm-hmm. and and see what's happening, which I could yeah. not do for most of this match. That's understandable. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, apparently people aren't happy with the fact that the actual, like, wrestling group was beat by the goofball sports entertainment people in a brawl type match of all things. Well, <laughs> that's kind of that's the classic, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have done that mistake. Right. Because if mm-hmm. you're better pro wrestler, surely you just want a traditional wrestling match. But <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. But uh, come on, guys. Uh, well, but th- that's not even it. Like, they're all about brawling. It That's, would be more fun. Eddie Kingston's and Moxley's like whole thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, I didn't watch, so I I can't really speak the to whole how thing it just went had down. a very house show, like get everybody on the card energy to Again, it, which, anytime you know, I see anything with weapons, I'm oh, done. Oh, with a, oh, any wait, AEW thing, if there's a wait, weapon or if someone's jumping off of something, I'm out. Wait, okay. Hang on. Here's the one. Here's here's the last thing I'll say about this. The one genuinely great thing that happened in this match, wild thing. Just played for like ten straight. I minutes. heard about that. What was that about? I I don't know. So I think somebody said later. I I'm, I'm watching it now on mute, so I don't know. But somebody said later it didn't stop until Chris Jericho broke the soundboard <laughs> during one of the brawls, which is an even better touch. So I think it's possible they just let it go. Because here's the thing: live, I didn't know that. I thought it was just the goof, and like eventually they turned it off which was way funnier. And I was, I believe it or not, Mark, I was pretty lit by this point. So I was just <laughs> howling with laughter at the fact that wild thing was still playing like the third time through. And like, we're well into the match. It was absolutely hysterical. And you should watch this match just for that. Cause that was incredible. Awesome. Everything else. 
whatever. But that part was awesome. That was a great moment. Okay, yeah, that's pretty great. I, I like that. That's awesome. That's like something we would do an episode on. That's great. There is something so surreal because it's uh, you're just so used to it being silent. With music playing throughout, it feels like you're watching a video or something or like a music <laughs> video or a video game. Like it just breaks your brain in some weird way and it feels way more fictional mm. than when it's silent. I have no idea what, what that is or how else to explain it. But yeah, it, awesome. it's hilarious. Definitely watch it. All right, uh, triple threat tag team match for the titles. Keith Lee and whoever that random other dude is. The He, he just uh, came from NXT. He's real good. Oh, they're, okay. be, they're fun to watch together. Jungle uh, uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and then Hobbs and Starks. Yeah. This that sounds like fun. a good match. This is real fun. This is like the best, easily the best tag match on the card. I mean, just real, like... I don't know how else to explain just a real solid like four star fun match. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I still really like so Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I still really like as champions. I'm oh, glad yeah. they've gotten to carry that for a while. There's not many other people on the card I feel like that ha- have that same sense of cohesion that they do and just yeah. a real solid And are over. Yeah. And you're gonna get a real solid job out of them every single time. That's that's yeah. a lot of fun. And here's I don't the know other why thing. Christian's still with him. That's stupid. Well, no, no, no. So hang on. Let me say this about the other two teams first. I don't really know much of like Team Taz we've established are just like Scooby-Doo villains. Like I don't take them seriously except for Hook. Um, oh, but, come on. We're, 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 we are Ricky Starks, Marks. He's good. He's No, he is. He's good. I'm sorry. But like I get it. I just don't really expect them to be tag champions. And then Keith Lee and Swerve Scott – or Strickland, I'm sorry. I think I, I'm interested to see them – in feuds going forward, but I don't know enough about them yet to be really bought into them. So from a character perspective, the only thing I was really interested in here is they've been teasing. I don't know if they do it on the broadcast or not, but they have been teasing Christian turning heel on jungle boy. Like he's trying to to mentor him, but he's really like deep down, he's jealous. And at some point he's going to snap and they're going to feud good. And it's going to be great when they needs to happen. I think jungle boy would, Oh, that would be amazing for, for here's the thing. You can do it in a way, too. I mean, if you want to protect the team, you could have Christian Cage cost them the tag title. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pay-per-view and then just have them spin off. Because, yeah, Jungle Boy versus Christian, a ton of fun. That would be yeah. – I would love that for you. I'm all And in. I think that would be that would be great because Jungle Boy is kind of in that same realm where, like, you feel like this could be the beginning of him really being a face of a company with a really great singles feud like this. Yep. The same way, like, if MJF could manage some sort of badass Austin-esque face turn out of this, that would be, a, like, that would go a long way to really making company history. It, it's an exciting time mm-hmm. for this tag team going forward. I agree. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I take it back. He, he, the Jurassic Express is the other one that I still care about in AEW. Always will. Luchasaurus should have been champion years ago. Um, oh, man, that would be fun. He got, of- he's the one who got screwed more than anyone else, I think, in all of uh, wrestling with the pandemic happening. Because at the time, he was one of the three most over fan-wise in the whole company. And then fans were gone. And mm. it was a shame. Yeah, It was a shame. And he's never had that same momentum since then. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, um, okay. So moving on, main event, Punk and Page for the title. Uh, Harris, you can just you can just slobber all over it. That's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rain on this parade. 
<laughs> I didn't watch the match either, so I don't I don't know. I know a lot of people were mad with the way Paige has been treated and Paige dropping the title. But again, I haven't cared one bit about Hangman Page since mm. his child was born. And for me, that ruined his momentum. Again, nothing mm-hmm. against it. I totally understand that's more important. But they didn't properly build it back up again, and they just expected us to care. And mm-hmm. I guess most people did, but I didn't. And I think he, he's been a non-factor as champion, whether it's from booking or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. not blaming him, but it has been a non-factor. And so I don't I don't care about that part, like a lot of the internet people seem to. Mm-hmm. So, the feud coming into this match. Yeah, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I had no was, idea this was happening. It's very, very well done. I okay, think cool. this is the this is the time. And here's I'm going to do this thing that I always do, where I say, "Here's what really intrigues me about this thing," because of what I think they could do going forward if they were smart, and they aren't smart. So this will probably not pan out. But like at this point. This is the first story that I've told where I've been interested in Hangman since he won. I agree him winning the belt. It came later than it should have. Not ideal. Mm-hmm. I do still feel like it was still exciting to me when he won and finally had the moment of like, no, you can do it on your own. You are the guy. What I haven't been interested since then is him saying, okay, I'm the guy and I'm going to be a fighting white meat baby face champion. It's not really anything against him. That's a very, very difficult role to pull off. Yeah. Maybe the only person who can really do it is Bailey. Who's to say? <laughs> Come back soon, Bailey. Come on. Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Mark, I'm going to lose my mind when that woman comes back. You know the last time she wrestled in front of a crowd? It was three years ago. It was before COVID. Wow. That's too long. Oh, man. Anyway, I got myself excited there. Goodness. Goodness. What they've done with Hangman with this feud, what's made this one different is this is where he started to crack a little bit. It's right in the part of his reign where disgruntled fans being bored with him as champion, like that level of discontent could kind of start to set in. He's really frustrated by Punk, and this is the story they were telling, and this is what like I had to catch my friend up on because I thought it was really, really well done, is they say they, – they, they bring him out to you know finally face one another because Hangman – has been talking all this trash where punk is keeping it very professional. and like, you know, this is why I came back to be champion and the best and all this stuff. And they, they face the, they, they see each other face to face the week before the show. And punk says, Hey man, why are you taking this so personally? Like you're the champ. I want to be the best here. I, I'm the front of the line. Like, this is what we do. This is what you do. Why do you take this so personally? Like what's your problem with me? And hangman basically can't like he doesn't come out and say it but he can't stand the fact that like everyone sees cm punk as the guy and not him Mm -hmm. right and in his mind he he doesn't think punk is a good guy he doesn't think he's a good locker room leader and he can't stand that people have made this company all about guys like punk instead of guys like him and he's not going to let punk continue to like corrode the, the the structure of the company by becoming champion and that's really what he says he says i'm not protecting this belt from you I'm, I'm not protecting this title from you i'm protecting this entire company from you okay i'm all in i'm with Paige. i agree it's a good it's a good angle right and, and same thing with mjf like, talking about all the wwe people that a, keep coming in it's and it's interesting because you're like okay i see how punk is like hey come on i'm i'm just like everyone else i earned my spot here but also you're like yeah but you didn't because you're the most you know you're the you're the chosen one come back and everybody's going to let you do whatever you want and always say it's great. It's just super interesting 
to see Hangman get frustrated by that and not be like, he's not trying to be a babyface. He's not openly a heel, like cheating to win, mm-hmm. but he's being a jerk and he doesn't care if you agree with him or not. And that's the most interesting his character has been since he won the title. And I really, really like that. And mm-hmm. then, first of all, just I, I still can't believe this really happened. When I think back on like how discovering CM Punk taught me how great wrestling could be and how that match with John Cena at Money in the Bank is my favorite wrestling match of all time. And, and how I spent years thinking, I like, this is my favorite wrestler, and I've never gotten to see him wrestle. Mm-hmm. And not only have I seen him come back, and I've seen him have emotional triumphs and like a lot of great moments of success that I never thought I'd see him have again. I got to see him fight in the main event for the world title and win it with my yeah. own two eyes. And that is so cool, man. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I never thought I would get to do that. It, it doesn't seem real, but it was really fun, man. And I... I think the two of them pair off against one another really well because, like, I, I will be honest, like, on a technical level, CM Punk has not been the best wrestler in the world in years. Like, he's kind of like I talked sure. about with some other wrestlers before. Like, his greatness at this point is more like in the like, like late flair territory. Not yeah. quite that bad, but where you're like, okay, the greatness is in the persona, the and character, the charisma, yeah. and the character in the promos, yep. you know, and like the fact that you're not as quick or as spry as somebody in Japan. That's okay. Like, and, and they're always going to be a little plotting, but they're always going to be technically pretty good. They're always going to have a clear story to tell. It's just really solid pro wrestling and like great everything else, right? That is offset really well, I think, by like Hangman's youth and his kind of bad boy charisma that he has now that he's kind of halfway a heel and how personally he's taking this. He's got the sheer physicality that I think offsets Punk's kind of slower but more experienced skill set really well so i this is something that okay i guess we're gonna have to talk about what happened here so this is something that coming out of this show i was talking to you about and i was saying i think this is perfect because i want to see these two feud again i think there's a lot of potential here for like for at the same time cm punk to be like the rock in this mm-hmm. story in terms of the famous guy coming back and getting credit he doesn't deserve. Right. And also the John Cena in this story standing for like the established pro wrestling community versus the young up and comer. Mm-hmm. And, and hangman could be such a great foil for that. And again, this could be AEW like having some of their Mount Rushmore moments and, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, if these two could continue that feud and again, make it like, punk rock feuds and punk Cena feuds in the past, but it's different, but it rhymes, you know, you could do all of that stuff. And what I was saying, what I was telling you is, yeah, they, they were telling this story. There's this great moment in the match where he's been taking it personally. He's been very, very intense, but he's not an out and out heel. And hangman has a chance to smash punk with the title and cheaply get a win. And he sits there and he holds and he holds and he chooses not to do it. Like he's still, he's not there yet. He hasn't fully turned to the dark side or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't abandoned some part of himself. That's really interesting. And what I was saying is that this is the one move you saw from this show, right? This is what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yep. Yep. There's a spot in this match it's where the he, finish. it's the finish. He goes to hit the buckshot lariat. He gets there. Like what really happens because spoiler alert wrestling is fake kids sorry he he gets there a split second too soon punk gets there a split second too late 
and Hangman has to pause and wait for Punk to kind of scoop him up for the GTS. And and the reality is they just they just goofed, right? Yeah. Um, but the way that works in kayfabe in conjunction with the title shot, and this is me doing this thing again, is that you can just so easily say like he just blinked, like he flinched, he cracked under pressure, and he just couldn't pull the trigger on this guy. He's too in his head. He just couldn't do it. And then Punk hits it with the GTS. And I kind of wish they had done that intentionally. But, you know, again, it was a little bit of a botch. It just is what it is. The story they're telling there is really interesting and really satisfying. And what I was saying – If that was the story they were right, telling. Right, exactly, exactly. This is, again, this is me saying this would be really great if this is what they were doing, if they were smart. And I pretend that they are as I watch it. So right now it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the philosophy. There because it then is. What you can there do, it is. Is you have Punk defend the title once or twice, but like the story of the summer is Hangman Page as this like tweener, like, you know, early 90s Austin or whatever, mid 90s, trying to come and get another shot at the title. And Punk's like, no, kid, you got to earn it. Sorry. And like he just barely loses a multi man qualifying match because he can't break up a pin or something. And he has to like the story from now to like the next pay per view is Hangman trying desperately to get that shot back. And then when he and then when he wins back the title from Punk in like three months, it feels like a big deal, and he feels like a more established character and a more gritty, like more realistic character with more interesting, you know, past. And then, either during this match or Wednesday night on Dynamite, it must happen on Wednesday night because he wrestled again, like he yeah. wrestled. So that's and that makes it honestly so much worse. But it it is what it is. CM Punk broke a couple bones in his leg, smashed himself up really good and has to get surgery and is going to be out for all. Now, Mark, do you know how they're handling this specifically? Did you watch his promo one? And do you know what they're doing next? Number two, I watched his promo. Yes. And, uh, well, I remember I was looking on Twitter or at like on Friday night Uh and, it seemed like everyone was very confused. Yeah. And then I watched the promo and it I was like, this seems pretty straightforward. I, I'm yeah. not sure why everyone was so confused. And it's like he's going to surgery and, you know, you got to give up the title. That's that's time and memoriam. We've seen it done for decades in wrestling. That happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, you know, it is. It's unfortunate, you know, but it is what it is. Right. And then then you, right. you got to do a tournament or something to get a new champion. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. it's, just, it's mm-hmm. just par for the course. So right. that's that's all I really know. I just assume that that's what's happening. Yeah. OK, so great. Great. OK, good. I'm glad we brought this up this way because I want to talk about the two different pieces. Piece number one. I have other plans for my Friday night. Frankly, I don't make a habit of watching Rampage. Sorry. And I see CM Punk on Twitter has said tonight at. 10 p.m. 9 central on rampage i Eight have an important time. message yeah he just he listed all the time <laughs> greenwich yeah <laughs> He's, i have an important announcement about the aew world title and my career please be watching and everybody immediately freaked out because that only means one thing right and it's just like you know it, it's it's tragic but it does happen in wrestling and it's awful but you know yeah. it is it's a huge deal. So a lot of people are like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We got to tune into Rampage. And, of course, they milk it. He comes out like 35 minutes in so I can watch whatever inane tag they had as the opener. I don't know. <laughs> but everything – what he did and said in that moment 
is one of the best promos I've ever seen. And the fact that he and MJF have cut two of those in the same week is just when I'm saying like AEW is in a really exciting spot right now. That's what I mean. Like two of what I think are my favorite promos of all time. This, it, it was, again, I felt so worked in a way that I absolutely loved because he comes out and he talks about his career and his legacy and what he hoped to accomplish by coming back. And with every word and every look on his face and in his eyes and how tired and old he looks all the time now, but in like a badass way, you just, it, at every moment, you could believe him if he says he has to step away. You could believe mm -hmm. him if he said it was a concussion issue or something happened to his neck or anything. Like ev everything about him radiates. I, I I was lucky to get this second chance and now it's over and I have to say goodbye so soon. Just like I just said hello, you know? Yeah. Everything about him radiates that energy to the point where when he gets to the end, reveals that he's injured, reveals that he's going to have surgery and that he can't be the fighting champion anymore you're relieved because the next right. thing he says and the way he crafts the promo, he says, now here's the good news. I'm not done yet. I got more in the tank. I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back. And you, it's, it's awesome. It's perfect. I loved it. I loved it. And it was absolutely like, it's a relief. And you know, like he knew all the time that he wasn't retiring, but he let me think for five hours that he probably was. And he pulled yeah. it off as well as he could and just pulled up at the last possible second. And it was awesome. It was so great. I loved it. So that is what happened. And this is, you know, like this is Harris kayfabe a little bit too, right? <laughs> this, is, this is personal. And then we stop. And now Tony Khan, the hyperactive 14-year-old, comes sprinting back in. And here's the situation. So Wednesday on Dynamite. Oh, I didn't know point, any of this. All I knew was I, okay. I, I just watched the promo. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So Wednesday on Dynamite. Oh shoot. I believe it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Apparently he was supposed to wrestle Punk at the next pay per view. Yes. So the next pay per view, Forbidden Door, is the New Japan crossover right. card, which I think will be a tremendous amount of fun in a house showy kind of way. Sure. And I can't wait to watch it. Um, he comes out and challenge and says, "Yeah, all right, Punk, I'll fight you for the title." And awesome this is a cm punk new japan crossover that's so cool i love it it's gonna be really fun and then punk's hurt <clears throat> so now there's gonna be a multi-man match on dynamite to start the show and the person who wins that is gonna fight john moxley in the main event for the chance to fight hiroshi tanihashi at double or nothing or not double or nothing at yeah forbidden door for wait for it the interim world title. Um, wait, hold on, hold on. Yep. I have a few questions. Yep. One, so there's a tournament. It's a multi-man match. It's oh, not a okay. Oh, so there's not a tournament. There's a multi-man no match. Uh, how many yep. men? I don't think it's been revealed yet. Okay, Probably fair. just whoever they, you know. Okay, so multi-man match, and the winner gets to be... In the semifinals, yep, basically, yep. Okay, fine. Why <laughs> is Moxley just automatically in this match? Um, he... Another question. I don't know. It should be Hangman, right? It should be Hangman. Yes, it should. Um, two. Okay, this is for wrestling Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. Fair, because he needs another opponent, so that right. makes sense. Right. But also, it's now going to be for the title, 
with a guy who's not in the company None automatically yep. getting a title match. And, okay, hold on. Was that supposed to be a title match with Punk and Tanahashi? Yes. Oh, it was? Yes. Okay, so that makes that a little bit less dumb, even though that's still stupid. But, okay, fine. But, you said interim title? I said interim title. What? What does that mean? So, here's the thing, dude. And I'm... Okay, I've been like I'm enjoying I'm I'm having fun here imagining what could happen, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm furious. Are you ready? Because everything I just described that they could have been doing with Hangman Page, they could have done right now with exactly what happened in actual reality. Because all you have to do is say, Okay, punk, you're gonna be out X amount of months, you're gonna be out six months. We are going to have this title process set up for the interim title, and then when you come back in six months, your first month your first match back at the pay-per-view will be to unify the titles. That's what we're going to do. And you can do that with Hangman. I still think right that's now. stupid though. Anything using interim is dumb. I, I, I don't dude, like it. Listen, I, I don't really, I get that. And I'm fine with, here's the thing. You can do it the same way and just say, Oh, he had to vacate. This is for the title. Right. And you can still do punch punks first match back. Right. I totally get that. I know it annoys people when this happens in the UFC, but I like AEW copying it because it evokes the UFC. And I kind of like that Tony Khan, as the booker, would say, well, no, we got to have a title versus title. That'll do better business than just one title. You know what I mean? I get I get that it's frustrating. I like it because it evokes what many people think is a frustrating thing in real life. But I, I, I get it. I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. The only time that that type of thing works – is literally when the person just leaves, like with the title. Like when when that happens, I think that's a totally different scenario. And I get it, you know, with Shawn Michaels mm. back in the day for the, mm. you know, the ladder match WrestleMania 10 right. with Punk and Money in the Bank. Like that to me is different mm. because that's the company like, oh, well, we lost our title and so we need another one. Like... When you get hurt again, this is well established in professional wrestling. You vacate the title, and then when you come back, you get a shot at the title again. Like, but it's not, it's done. It's not an interim title. It's, we're now crowning a new champion. Oh, it's okay. so pretentious, and it's so waste of just, it's not, it, I, I don't like it. That's No, that's that's fair. I mean, that's a fair objection, but personally, I think it's fine. But yeah, it's just another level of convoluted. That's what yeah. cracks me up about it. Because it could, because they're going to tell the same story either way, and I think it's a good story, but it's just a funny additional wrinkle, but okay. It's like in their mind, they're like, oh, we just did this Owen Hart tournament. We can't do another tournament, so how can we right. make it even stupider? Well, here's the thing, dude. The most natural story in the world, well, one... I was going to say this before we started talking about it. But, a better but thing in like, the world is just to get the title right back on page. And then this whole title run, he has to sit here waiting on CM Punk yes. to come back. Well, that's what I'm – I think that's, that's what I want to see happen, dude. I want to see – like maybe he defends once against people who are like, you're not the real champion, but he wins. But he's still like, I don't right. know if I'm the real champion. You know, you can do that. I think, yes. Well, here's the thing. It would continue so that I'm same saying. thing. And also, why is Moxley just automatically in this? Well, that's he just the thing. lost. So, I was going to say you should have Hangman win the whole thing, like win this one, win the finals, you know, the same night against Mox and then beat Tanahashi for the interim title and have to sweat for six months. That's the perfect yes. way to continue this story. Yep. Here's the thing. Like, oh, what was uh, 
why would you not just give him the bye? And that kind of makes him a little bit more of a heel because he uh-huh. wins the second round, but he's fresh. But like that's not his fault, so you can keep him a tweener. It makes kayfabe sense because mm-hmm. even though he lost the title clean as a whistle, he still was the champion, so he gets a first-round bye. Yep. Like all of that's perfect, which is how you know they're not going to do it because otherwise they would have made him the, the first-round bye instead of Moxley. It, so it, it doesn't – It makes no sense. It's, it's, it's just murder. Like, I'm telling you, they're run by a bunch of idiots, and nobody has any sense of common sense wrestling booking. So who do you think is actually going to win? I don't care. Like, <laughs> I have no idea, and unless it's Hangman, who cares? It it has to be Hangman, dude. It, it has makes to be so Hangman. much sense. And here's the thing. Like I said, it, Hangman winning the title back, that is a statement moment because now he's a different person mm-hmm. than the last time he was. And he's, like I said, since he introduced like this personal fascination with CM Punk, yep. he's been so interesting. I love it. Like mm-hmm. it's continue with that. And I hope that they do. The only other thing that I think I could be interested in is MJF just to see like what they do with the title situation. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think they can pull that off I, in a way that doesn't I, get corny quickly. Yeah. I'm like in this, I think this whole thing kind of ruined that, uh, yeah, I I don't know what I don't know where that goes now because the whole thing's ruined now. So I think the only thing to do is just keep going with Page, and then there's an actual story you can build. Yeah, I mean, if they pan it completely, they'll probably give it to Moxley. If I probably, had guessed, but the multi man. Oh no, they're 100 going to give it to Moxley. Are you kidding me? They're going to have Moxley Tanahashi. That's not the, the duh. That sounds like a great match, though. So, like, okay. Oh, of course, but you're going to have the two New Japan guys. Of course, you're going to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Doing okay there? Uh, There's a mute button makes, on the mics for a reason. This booking makes me sick. I agree. <laughs> all right. So, um, as soon as there's a few things where I'm like, AEW, this is good stuff, and all of a sudden I'm like, nope, it's not. And it's all, they've already think- ruined all of it. My opinion, because the door is still wide open for something cool to happen, my opinion on this angle is going to change drastically based on who is booked in the Battle Royal or whatever the multi-man match is and how it goes. But also now, where does where does MJF – where does any of this go? I don't know where MJF go. There's nowhere for this to go anymore. I mean – The only way it needed to go was to punk in the championship. And now, now what? Like, there's... I mean, you know what would be fun, but they won't do for a hundred other reasons. This one part of the swerve would be fun is if you get to, um, is if you get to Forbidden Door and MJF costs the AEW person the title, and now New Japan has the AEW belt, and MJF's like, nah, 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 f you, Tony Khan. That would at least be an interesting twist, but I don't really want to see Tanahashi with the belt. Yeah. Yeah, that I, really that's my sense. point. I'm like, there's nowhere for any of this to go anymore. That's why you got to tune in this Wednesday night on no, Dynamite. To find that's why out. I'm going to wait to see what stupid thing happened without having I'll, to watch it. I'll tell you what happened before it happens. Don't you worry. I'll be like, Ugh. dude, Paige Van Zandt won the AEW title. That was crazy. <laughs> let's go. Oh, let's get weird. Uh, Come on. At this go point, why not? It's already stupid. Why like, Why not? Give it to Austin. That's fine. I don't care. He seems nice. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, that'd be. Uh, think it, bring back David Arquette. Think of the headlines you'll get. I would watch. 
immediately. I would, yeah, I, 100%. Oh, uh, man. Well, that's pretty much it. I don't know what else fun. there is. I to enjoyed this. I missed this, about. buddy. I yeah, know. No, I know. I Dynamite's gone and uh, Rampage is Hell gone. Hell in a Cell, and... as we record, Hell in a Cell is tonight. Oh, is that? It's tonight. It's not tomorrow night. I mean, it's it's Sunday. Oh Today no, is Saturday. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm sorry. I got my days confused because we usually record Sunday. Shoot. Oh, okay. Oh, look Heck at that. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching AEW. Apparently, uh, AEW is coming to Savannah in July <gasps> and Duluth <gasps> in July. Woo! Oh, it's going really? to Gauss South Arena on July twentieth. Uh, Ooh, interesting. And it's going to be in know. Savannah on the thirteenth. Savannah. Before. I wonder if uh, Anna and Jay got Savannah beef. If we, if we could do that, that would be awesome. There should be. You know how I love to joke. We are really beyond the pale on this show, but that's okay. One, I want to go to that AEW show. But uh, yeah. Two, you know how I like to joke on this show. That it's very funny that they have to bill Charlotte Flair as from the <laughs> Queen City because right. her real name is Ashley Flair. She picked the name Charlotte because she's from Charlotte. Yep. And they can't bill her as Charlotte from Charlotte because that would be <laughs> stupid. I that's think it'd be my, awesome. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things in wrestling. Like top five is just that fact. It's pretty good. But. There should be a wrestler from Savannah named Savannah. That should be like the local champion in um, VC Dub. Should be. Because <laughs> that's funny. It should be. I agree. And we've uh, already booked the women's title picture. Yeah, we have. We've Heck already yes. gotten that booked. Uh, champion named Savannah. Local babyface hero. All right, sweet. This is great. <laughs> it's coming together. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, that's oh, neither here nor there. I just have dynamite manager. on at the time, and I saw the little ad come up, and I was like, oh, oh man, that's going to awesome. be back home. Mark, your manager name is going to be Trademark Cochran. Okay. Oh, like, that's that's not bad. That's pretty good, right? That's, that's not bad. That's a smart mark. I know. Unfortunately, that's already been taken. I know. Well, that's why I'm saying trademark. It's not bad. It's not it's bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, you, you, just, can... you just see just the TM used yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's like your logo. Oh man, you can use that for free, buddy. That's a good one. <laughs> would that's that really good. would that be legal? Could I use the trademark logo can, as trademark, can, or is that a trademark, trademark violation? Trademark. <laughs> I don't know, but here's the thing: whatever the reality, there's definitely going to be a match where your tag team wrestles for the trademark to trademark, regardless. Oh, of what we the have a trademark title, is. and it's just the logo that's in a belt. Perfect. The belt's just the logo. Yeah. Like the TM with the circle around it logo. Yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm I'm on with I'm 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 totally in with this. Mm-hmm. Every, every week on the show, or every two months on the show, when we uh we, we'll just add another thing to our VCW to the uh, lore. Yeah. Yeah. Our VCW okay. lore. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. We have our our champion is George. Just his name is just George. George and then Savannah are the two champions. <laughs> I'm picturing George as like an aging, but still got it like Jerry the King Lawler figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's the old one hundred percent. So we got some some young buck coming in from you know, I don't wherever. Yeah, we can uh, we can play with that. We got the like uh, the, of, we got the we got the young the young dangerous kid from the streets who's from Macon, who uh, who comes in and he's the dangerous one. You I mean, know, some of uses them weapons be, and stuff. Some of them can be from out of state too. They don't. No, no, they can't. Every oh, single okay. one it has to be from the state oh, of Georgia. Okay. Whether they are or not, thing? they're going to be. Their character is going to be from. So, there. like, this is a weird deep dive. But like, we can Devon only get Eric? one. We, you you have to have one wrestler, 
and each re- each wrestler has to be from a different city. We can only hire one wrestler per city in Georgia. Oh, well, so so we can I'm... do other matches in specific cities to see hmm. if they win and get to then wrestle in the company. Okay, they'll take like... over from that city. So, here's the thing. I like that idea a lot. I like the idea of them at least being like a – here's the other thing I like though. This is a weird deep cut, but like the Von Erich family in Texas mm-hmm. kind of infamously at one point in their story introduced one of their like friends as the fifth Von Erich brother or whatever, like the Von Erich cousin from out of town, like mm-hmm. it was a sitcom or something. Right. <laughs> Except they were like a really popular family in Texas and a bunch of people recognized the stranger. They were like, wait, no, he's not their brother. He's just their friend. I went to high school <laughs> with that guy. Like people he went to high school with are like, why are you saying you're their brother? That's really weird. And he was like, oh, no, I'm so stupid. Like it was just such a dumb, obvious lie in such a local territory that everybody <laughs> made the fun kayfabe of. there. Yeah, it did. Everybody made fun of them. But I would love the idea of doing that in reverse where we we bring in wrestlers from outside the country all the time, but we rebrand them the same way WWE does. Mm-hmm. So you have Ricky Starks come in, but he becomes like Larry from Macon. Yep. <laughs> ladies love Larry, you know, and he becomes like this whole different person. And everyone's like, why did you do that? He's a good wrestler. What? <laughs> but that's part of the fun. You see him become like Southpaw characters a little bit. Exactly. That's the whole point. Like, that's the goal. It's basically just copying South Park uh, or uh, just uh, uh, South Paul Regional Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Mark, I think if we can get some capital to back this, we got a good little, like, independent internet show on our hands. Just just do it like South Paul, like, pay the wrestlers to film the vignettes and Mm -hmm. just keep it entirely kayfabe. Mm -hmm. That's a winner right there. I think it's a great idea. I'm telling you, man, as soon as I win the lottery, this will be our viral marketing campaign. And we'll wait for it to get a little stir. And then we'll put on an actual in-person show. Mm-hmm. And just kind of go from there. Yep. I'm totally in. I'm in VCW all the way. Right. All right. Like, trademark, trademark. All that's trademarked. It is. It's all trademarked. So <laughs> it's all patented. So oh, We're going to be in the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial over this one day <laughs> for millions of dollars. Somebody's going to be like, that doesn't count. We'll be like, it does too. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at the date look at the date of the show date clearly date. before your honor uh, oh man just pull but up one of our time. own shows and uh until so this is from our podcast behind the gorilla you can follow us at behind <laughs> under- it's like just get to the point it's like sorry sorry uh, <laughs> hey no such thing as bad publicity perfect uh, all right i think we're in well on that note that was a fun Woo. way to end the show yeah um okay so yeah Make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Yeah. And Instagram. Tweet us your ideas for VCW wrestlers. We need, to make, we need to make a VCW Twitter page now. We, we need to jump do. on that. We can, dude, we can tweet updates from it like it's a show. <laughs> All right. On the, our current show it. from the, uh, you know, Oak Creek Elementary School from last, uh, yeah. from, uh, from last night. You know how, dude, you do it like, um, you do it the same way that that guy does the Georgia high school football games. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Coffee Town. Yes, with Coffee Town. With you do it like Coffee Town, but it's a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. It's just you on a green screen being like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he has put out both of his eyes. That's not good. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that just makes me think of Southpaw just coming in. Just, yeah. just with the... Uh, uh, coming in just both eye patches. 
Exactly. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was aping. Totally. Up from. Oh man, that's what great. a classic. I rewatched that the other day. Still holds up. So uh, good. God bless Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Dude, Miro's back. Miro versus Moxley. Oh, yeah, the main event that of did Dynamite. happen. Miro as interim champion would make the whole show ten times better. Forget all that other stuff we just talked about. I forgot about Miro. That Miro came back. I did see that on this Dynamite I did too. that I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad he finally came back. Yeah. All right. That's anyway, it. that's done. it. So follow us. Yeah, follow us there on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, uh, that that pretty much does it. Any 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 final thoughts, Harris? Uh, this was really fun. Let's not wait four months to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot more free time now that sports are over. So yeah, Sweet. hopefully we'll be able to do that. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We are back, and we'll try and make it more regular as we uh, as we move on. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah.